0: The views expressed on the You Cannot Fail Rare Disease podcast series are those of Jerry Cahill and guests and not necessarily those of the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Nothing on the Rare Disease podcast series should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be provided by a medical professional who deals with rare disease. The Boomer Esiason Foundation and Jerry Cahill cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast series without consulting a medical professional. You're watching the You Cannot Fail Rare Disease podcast series presented by the Boomer Esiason Foundation, advocating for people living with rare diseases. Hello everyone and welcome to You Cannot Fail's Rare Disease Patient Education Podcast Series presented by the Boomer and Foundation advocating for people living with rare diseases. This episode, being born with a rare disease and advocating for yourself, was made possible through an unrestricted educational grant from Atara Bio. Today you will meet Swapna Kakani, a sought-after professional speaker and a recognized patient advocate in the area of healthcare delivery and the patient experience. She received her bachelor's in psychology and master's in public health from the University of Alabama in Birmingham. Swapna was diagnosed with short bowel syndrome, a chronic GI rare disease at birth. And in 2014, she had a small intestine organ transplant. In 2017, Swapna founded Alabama Rare, a grassroots coalition to unite the state around the rare disease population. It acts to bring support for individuals and families and advocate for necessary change.
1: Hi, my name is Swapna Kakani, and I was. I was born in Huntsville, Alabama, in the south, and I am a child of immigrants from India. My parents immigrated from India in 1979, and so they've been in here in the U.S. longer than they've actually lived in India. Growing up in Alabama, I had a very thriving childhood, even though I was born with a rare disease called short bowel syndrome. At two days old, I was rushed to the nearest children's hospital. Fortunately, that was just two hours away in the same state, and had immediate surgery where I was diagnosed with a congenital birth defect of the small intestine and subsequently diagnosed with a chronic rare GI disease, Shore Bowel Syndrome. Growing up, I had constant surgeries, constant hospitalizations. With Shore Bowel Syndrome, not having and not being born with all my small intestine, I became dependent on nutrition from both an IV, a permanent IV in my chest, and a feeding tube in my stomach from the second day of life. I have been receiving IV nutrition from a central venous catheter for 28 years and counting. I am 31 years old now. And i've only had three years in childhood where i did not receive the nutrition the IV nutrition and unfortunately i did not grow or gain weight so i got back on the nutrition fortunately i was able to go to school like my peers from kindergarten onwards and i would go to school with two backpacks my nutritional backpack and my academic backpack i did my best to to have the invisible disease that short bowel syndrome can be and i did not share really I hardly shared any details of short bowel syndrome and what this nutrition is, what it means, the complications. The most people would know is uh, Swabna is the girl with the backpack. We were referred from our pediatric surgeon to, to an adult center that specializes in short bowel syndrome and we were uh, proposed with a surgery, another abdominal surgery, and I was so certain, I just had this confidence that, that this surgery, this one would be my last. This surgery, this hospitalization would be my last. And, and uh, I will hit the ground running and it was kind, of, the picture was painted for me as well. And unfortunately, immediately after the surgery, I just had subsequent complications. I had bowel perforations after bowel perforations, and then other complications appeared that are called fistulas. And in a two-year period, I ended up having 14 surgeries and a seven-week ICU stay, going uh, to different hospitals for these surgeries across the country, trying to find the subspecialist we needed and so I made the decision to take out the, the remaining small intestine and, and colon and then after that I lived on the TPN and IV fluids 24-7 I did not eat by mouth I was allowed clear liquids that drained out to, into a drainage bag but even though that was my routine I had mental stamina that i had not had before because for the first time i my skin was not on fire i did not have bile juices draining uh, and i i was revived and had this energy that i wanted to go back to college i said if anything were to happen moving forward forward i want to know that I, i i finished college and i went back to college with my backpack on 24 7 And graduated uh, in of the following year and then then I was okay approaching transplant it was after the transplant where I noticed that the patient voice is not being heard like it is it deserves to be heard and there is a disconnect between the the team we respect so highly and receive medical care from but also the the patient who has had a lifetime of experience in and out of the hospital i I wish i knew what i know today earlier in life and so i thought i can't be alone in that and i can't be alone in this rare disease journey it's time we start to band together we start to work together and that's how alabama rare was born so I, I, i I created an umbrella organization for the state's rare disease community to uh, give support, education, uh, legislative advocacy, and awareness to the rare disease community in the state, but also celebrate the various stakeholders that that diagnose, treat, and advance rare disease in the state. Celebrate what we do have and then work together collaborate to move forward. Health and life necessarily we don't always get both of them and we, we they don't always um, always come together I've, I've had health but not life and I've had life but not health uh, bedridden stuck in the hospital um, just trying to survive and so having health and life and using that model, to be an advocate to my own medical team, to show my goals, to, to live with this journey, not survive, and be treated beyond the patient label, but rather a human that desires health and life.
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell on the Boomer and Foundation's YouTube channel so we can keep you up to date on the latest educational programs for the rare disease community.